Welcome into another Dart Reef podcast, recording here Thursday uh, prior to NFL Week 5, College Football Week 6, and prior to some of the divisional MLB baseball series get started. Um, before we get into all of that, uh, we got to say hi to the boys. I'm joined here by Liveline Luke, uh, MPG, who made his podcast debut last week. Very nice to see. And then BJ making his season two debut. Um, so first we'll start off with live line, Luke, like we normally do. How's it going? Live line, Luke. Not too bad. Good to have uh Grawl back on the pod and BJ on the pod and glad to be off the road this week. I know it was a little bit, uh, difficult to, to be in tune with the pod last week, but I did my best. No, we definitely appreciate that. We definitely appreciate that going above and beyond. I would say. I was driving through a storm in the middle of southern uh, Minnesota on I-90 where I had no reception, and it's about as straight as can be and boring as can be. So I uh, I appreciated the ability to pod, but then all of a sudden I was, like, cutting in and out, and my windshield wipers weren't working. So it was it was an interesting deal. Yeah. Well, he made it, you made it home safe, so that, that's nice to see. Girl, how's it going? You know, I had a good week last week, so things are going pretty good, which is a welcome change. Yeah, maybe maybe it's that pod. Maybe the pod uh, vibes are coming off on you, and it helped, propelled you to um, some success. That's what we're hoping. That's why he's back this week. That, that's why he's back this week. All right. BJ, how's it going? It's going good. Ready for this Brewers and Braves series coming up. Should be a fun one. Yeah, I hear that. I hear that. So... Uh, that being said, I suppose we can get right into um, the MLB, like sort of we have always done. Um, first, uh, I guess we can recap the wild cards um, that happened already. A uh, Yankees Red Sox happened on Tuesday night. Um, we're recording on Thursday night, of course. Um, Red Sox six, Yankees two. Um, Cole not great. He was actually very bad. Um, nasty Nate kind of dealt there for a little bit for the Red Sox, and then the Yankees just had that horrible send of Aaron Judge there. Um, when they could add second and third with one out. Now, I say it's horrible send. Do you guys agree with me in saying that's a horrible, horrible send, or do you kind of see where Nevin was coming from based on who was coming after the Yankees? No, that's a pretty bad send. I mean, you go from Worst case scenario, second and third, one out, to guy at second, two outs, and your inning's dead. It was just a bad choice. It wasn't even close at home. He was out twice over. They could have thrown the ball to first base and then back to home and still got him out. Yeah, I know. <laughs> That's my thinking, too. Now, the people in defense of that send would be like, but Gallo was coming up and Gallo was shit. That's like, well, it doesn't mean you just fucking willy-nilly send them. But that was a that was fucking um, Stanton's second rocket of the night, like off the off the monster. The first one, I mean, holy shit! I mean, <laughs> everybody thought. Well, I'm, I I say everybody because the ESPN Matt Vaskersian had it like he called the home run, and I know there's a hilarious John Sterling call from Yankees radio, like he gave the whole whole fucking call to Stantonian blast out of the ballpark, and then he goes, "What did I do wrong?" He's standing on first, and then of course Judge and hustled the second, but or not Judge Stanton, I'm sorry. So 
Yeah, that was interesting and I guess rather horrible on Stanton's part, but hilarious looking back at it and everybody in that call especially. I just didn't understand that. I was so confused because, like, the Green Monster is not a bomb by any means. So, like, the fact that he thought he got that ball is just laughable to me because the guy is built from stone and mm-hmm. hits the ball harder than anyone in baseball. You would think this guy would know when he gets a, a ball that's going to leave the yard. And it wasn't, it wasn't even like Grawl men, or, uh, mentioned in the pot or in the, in the snap, like it wasn't even halfway up the freaking wall. Like it wasn't mm. even close. And then the announcers are like, well, this is what you get when you get playoff baseball. The colder weather comes up, the ball doesn't fly as far. And then the Red Sox hit two nukes, dude. Like, yep. <laughs> I mean, I, I'm not, I'm not like ripping on Stan. I just, well, I am, but like. I just don't understand how he doesn't know that a ball is absolutely fucking tatered. Mm-hmm. Well, I agree and with it, that. I don't know what the exit velo was on it, but I would be interested to see that just to kind of see. Because it wasn't like he hit a line drive where the trajectory wasn't right. The trajectory looked good. It just it just died. Yeah, so it, I, it, I was gonna, Right. I and know. that was I was going to kind of sort of piggyback off that. Like it, it hit the hit the wall on the way down, dude. <laughs> Like that, that's right. um, that's it was just interesting. I'd love to see the exit velo and then the the judge play. Um, I don't know. I guess if I'm judge, I'm thinking, how many times do we see it where a guy like ropes a ball off of a, a off the wall in a baseball game and they barely make it to second base because the ball is roped and they get a good hop off the wall and yep. make a good throw ins. So. That happened to him tonight, where he hit right. Nuke off the wall. Rosarania got on a one hop and held him to a single after he lined one off the wall. So, like, how do you realistically think you're scoring from first base on that? That's kind of where I'm at. Where, right? I that's what I would say. It's not on Judge. It's on. It's on the third base coach. Well, I'd say it's probably a mixture of both. I mean, Judge just freaking get to third and coast in. I'm not, the explanation I, is he's thinking it's going to be a bad hop off the wall just because it's a crazy high wall compared to true, like a normal true. field. Yeah. True. I just, that would be my only thing was take your second and third and <laughs> you're, you're down. You, your run means nothing. Yeah. Like, great. You got an extra run. You need a lot more than you. Mm-hmm. So I don't know whose fault it was if it was judges or third base. I'm not whatever but like it was just bad baseball um understanding the situation Mm -hmm. the the like the meme you know like meme culture that we're in and everyone's like ripping on judge like i don't i don't get into that narrative things like he's an awesome player um yeah he's not he doesn't he doesn't claim to be fast by any so i wouldn't i don't like buy into that whole thing but it's just it was just bad baseball yeah maybe maybe they're just pressing their luck because Judge reached base on like a dribbler and he beat out a base hit. <laughs> it's, it's like, oh, he beat out base hit. Now you can just score on this fucking ball. It's like, that's, I don't know. That was a stupid send. And then Stanton hits like a meaningless bomb in the, in the ninth or whatever. But I just thought I'd bring that up because Stanton had a very good game, but it kind of gets lost in all this because he was sort of like criticized for not hustling it out second. And then he had like, 
that rocket off the fucking wall that Judge got thrown out on that didn't produce anything. Then he just gets like this home run. It's like, dude, if that game and now this is if this game is wherever, but if you don't have the monster out there, that ball number one is out. Ball number is two it? is, is out. it? I, I, I don't know. know if, out I don't know if one is out, but two for sure. I mean, the, the, the green, that game for sure. The yeah. green monster is realistic, like it's, it's regular ass. Yes, diamonds. So like, I I just don't think that ball was hit that far. Yeah, I don't know about the first one, but the second one definitely would have been a home run, pretty much anywhere else. And then mm-hmm. obviously the home run for the push was a real kicking a ball for under betters because that just that's such a Stanton move. He just loves hitting nukes when the game's out of hand. Oh, well, that's why I said that I don't want to fucking bring that up because fucking Stanton like played is that like he had he hit three balls hard that game. Like, absolutely. Well, not the first one we're not saying is scorched. Second ball was scorched. Yeah, it was pretty hit, well hit. I mean, that still should have been, even if he's, like, lightly running. Yeah, I guess. Yeah. Well, the bottom line is the Yankees didn't have any production besides Stanton and Judge in this game. It, it was very clear. I mean, Rizzo hit that one bomb, too. But it's like, after, like, your fucking top four, you didn't get anything. And that was a problem. That was definitely a problem. Just- and then. I think we've talked about this, and I I just truly believe that these teams, like the Yankees, they have all the money in the world, and they need to reevaluate their strategy on how they're putting their teams together because they don't they don't put productive at bats together. Like they don't, I don't know. There's no moving guys. There's no like putting good at bats together. They're all just trying to hit tanks, and then you have a one game wild card, and you have all this talent. These guys that strike out a ton, like they picked up Gallo. Okay, well. You have you have multiple guys that are like a Joey Gallo. Yeah. You know, you need like your LeMayu to show up and do LeMayu things because that's the guy that gets on base and puts the ball in play and puts good at bats together, not I don't for know, sure. That it, 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 it hurt. You look not at the Rays. It was obviously it hurt not having it. Yeah, the Rays, yeah. I don't know. That's they just have to look at how they're Mm-hmm. And and when you don't and when you don't have Garrett Cole come out and do Garrett Cole things, you're not going to win in that game. Yeah, and he's probably going to win the Cy Young this year too. But that's so that's the wild card AL wild card game wrapped up. The Red Sox will go on to play um, the Rays. I guess we didn't really talk much about the Red Sox offensively, but that's okay. Schwarber went yard. Uh, Devers had that two run bomb. Uh, so I guess that's sort of the offense. That's all they needed. Um, Second wild card, much more exciting. You would say Cardinals Dodgers happened Wednesday night. Uh, Chris, uh, Chris Taylor hits the walk off um, two run bomb. Uh, bad beat for any Cardinals backers out there that had the run line at plus one and a half there. Um, BJ, do you want to kind of get into this game? I thought you had the Cardinals plus 190. Did you not? Um. No, I don't think so. I think I stayed away from this game. I didn't see a whole lot of it. Um, I mean, I saw the Taylor walk-off, and I just think, like, I mean, I know Luke said this in the chat, but, like, if you're playing the Dodgers, you got to score more than one run, or you got to score at some point if you want to beat them. Like, they're, they're, if you keep it at a 1-1 game, you're just asking for trouble, especially when it's late in the game like that. Um yeah, yeah, absolutely. I would agree. 
That's uh, kind of why. I mean, I had the, I had the Cardinals at plus one ninety, and I I said it in the chat that if the Cardinals are going to win this game, this game's going over. And I I mean, obviously it didn't go over, but like, yeah, and I don't think the Cardinals had a chance in a low scoring game. Yeah. Well, the, see, yeah, because you said I don't see how the Dodgers don't score. That's what you were saying. Um, and they held them down. They held them down awesome. Yeah. But, like, dude, right. at it's the just, end of the game, then that's what the shit that the Dodgers do. They, right. hit, they hit big home runs in big spots. Yes. It's like if they, if they had the lead, it's different. But when it's a tie game and you go and the Dodgers are the home team, they have the last chance at the plate, you're – you're just asking to lose the game. You're just right. When the Dodgers bullpen pitches like that, they're almost unbeatable. Yeah, that bullpen was shut down from the. Because I thought he pulled Scherzer a little early. I thought Scherzer clearly thought he got pulled early. He fucking let Roberts have it in the dugout there, but mm-hmm. the, they came in and just shut them down. It was impressive. Yeah. So well, like was, I said, I, mean, I think Scherzer was pissed. I think Scherzer was pissed, but I think a part of it was like he was pissing himself. He buried himself in so many deep counts and worked his pitch count up. Like, I'm not saying I agreed or disagreed with the move. I'm just saying yeah. I think part of Scherzer's frustration was like, how am I at 94 pitches through four, not even through five innings? Yes. It's just, yes. It's not, that's not Scherzer. So I think it was a little bit of a mixture of frustration of like, <laughs> fuck, I didn't pitch good. They brought me into like for this type of game. And he probably, the competitor in him wanted to come out. I If the only problem I had with taking him out was I would have taken him out the, the batter before that. I mean, granted, he got the strikeout, but like he had first and second, nobody out or whatever it was. Mm-hmm. And they got him. They took him out after an out. Yep. All it right. Just, it was a weird time thing. For me, but like, right? Know. The call, the call was justified, is what you're saying, because this game, like, it was one to one for the longest time. It's sort of pitcher's duel, but I would say that's a pseudo pitcher's duel because Scherzer, like we clearly mentioned, did not have his best stuff. Um, just going through it here, he went four and a third. He had three walks, three hits, um, and like Wainwright on the other side, he went five and a third, and he had four hits and two walks, like. Pitchers duel, but like they didn't come out and absolutely shove and take the ball to the sixth and give it, then hand the ball off to the bullpen. It was like the bullpen, bullpens for both teams did a decent job getting it, keeping it at a one one tie um, until the ninth. Until the ninth. Um, I'm not trying to interrupt, Ty, but did anyone see the game yes. or the play in the Seahawks? It's, yes. MCG classic. it's a punt play. Of course, I'm <laughs> up tonight. The Rams block the punt. The punter recovers the block punt, picks it up, acts like he's going to run for a first down, then he just stops and bombs it down the field, which I don't even think is legal. 80 yards. Yeah, like, you can't. I think you can do that. I don't know if he's passed the line or not. I don't know. This is all football rule. Kick? He punted the ball. He punted the ball. He punted the ball 70 or 80 yards, dude. You know that's going to kill me. And it's it's going to be a bad beat. And... We got this a, is unbelievable. Uh, it's it's legal. You can repunt the ball. Yeah. So that's like a eighty-yard field position flip. Well, there's a there's some laundry we're discussing. I mean, oh, because they thought it was illegal to kick it twice, but then the refs got together 
Yeah. Like, oh, it's legal. They're, they're like, hold on, this this can't be fucking legal. You, you just can't do this. This, this can't happen. <laughs> you can't do that. You can't <laughs> make shit up, though. Like, this happens to me every week, I bet. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Yeah. The, the punter recovered the block punt with one hand on the full sprint. Yeah. You can't yeah, even yeah. jump on a ball. And this punter just decides to one hand snag it and then bomb it 80 yards. Yeah, exactly. That's a great point there, too, Grawl. It's the hardest thing to do for these fat these fat linemen or any athlete, I guess, to pick up a bouncing ball on the, on the ground, a football. This guy just palms it one handed and picks it up and boots it 80 yards. Hey, and let's be clear this is the time when you do pick up the damn football and kick it. And try yeah. and play hero. This is the this is the time where you do play hero. Now, Hacker Nation, I know we're we're just recapping a game that you're already gonna watch, but Sean McVay just pulls the challenge flag out of his back pocket, and then just tucks it back in. Like, where are you gonna challenge there, bud? <laughs> All right. Anyway. Anyway, I, sorry, I just thought I had to mention that because yeah, I was about to go insane. I don't know if you guys can see me, just like yeah. freaking I out for here, but I was I, I every here. fucking week. I saw you and I was like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Fucking, I have to bring up to uh, Justin Turner, who tied it up in the fourth um, with his bomb. And the other side of things you can say, too, is like, at, at least the Cardinals gave us a game, right? Um, they came out and put the run on the board early. It wasn't a wild pitch. Um, so, at least you like, it sort of set the tone for, I believe, the game that, you know, the Cardinals weren't just going to roll over or this wasn't going to be, like, a blowout, I guess, by them. Well, it's just, like, it was just shitty because I bet the Cardinals plus 190 strictly because I wanted the Cardinals to win so badly. Yeah. And I thought there was and I thought there was some value. But then I was looking at it, and I'm thinking, dude, the play is Dodgers minus one and a half. I mean, the whole world is on the Cardinals. Like... And then at the end of the game, I'm sitting there going, well, I guess I was wrong. Like Dodgers minus one and a half would have probably been a bad bet. Like whatever. And then boom, two run covers it. It's just like scum. I hate the Dodgers, but they're fucking so good. Yeah. So that's wild card game. Number two, Dodgers will end up playing the Giants. Um, the two best records in baseball um, facing off against each other. Um I guess now we go into the divisional series. We can go with the two games that have gone, or one game that has gone final. One game is going on while we're recording this. It'll be final while you're listening to this. Um, but the White Sox beat the Astros earlier Thursday, um, six-one game. Grawl, you, you said look, it looked like the White Sox don't belong. Do you want uh, the Astros? Want... The Astros beat the Astros beat the White Sox. Sorry. Yeah, did I say it the wrong way? Yeah. Yeah. Oh, my bad. Because I was on the Astros minus 137. No, you just said the White Sox beat the Astros. I was. Yeah, I know. I said, I said it the wrong way. I said it the wrong way. The White Sox aren't that good. They're just not that great. And the Astros, I think, are really good. And they kind of got away with having to go through their whole shit-eating tour. And now they, everyone kind of just forgot about them. They've just been quietly plugging away and they're they're probably going to beat the White Sox easily just, hey the White Sox just don't belong LaRusse is a moron uh, he doesn't know how to get the best out of his younger team 
And mm-hmm. it just seems like it's just, it's going to be really one-sided. They didn't look like they had any chance at all. Right. After the first pitch, it was over. Yeah, you you got to tip your hat. Because I'm also, I don't know, I, I also, I had an Astros today on an Astros series bet, minus 130. Um, you got to tip your hat to McCullers today, who absolutely shoved. Yeah, he went six and two thirds with four strikeouts. Only four strikeouts, though, strikeout number, but giving up four hits. Um, that there. Another interesting storyline you brought up with Tony Larusa. Well, I think this is kind of interesting. Like, you have the two oldest managers in baseball facing off against each other, Tony Larusa and Dusty Baker. I don't know if this is right. Or I might have heard something wrong. Like, their their record against each other is 103 and 103. So, so that's something. That's but insane. Did anybody else have a bet in this game or had a thought on the series? I know it's already started, but if you want to voice your I like opinion. The Ast- I, like- I like the Astros. One reason, just because of the experience. Yeah, you know, that's what I was going to say. been there for so many years in a row now. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And, for- and I just don't know if the White Sox know how to win a big game yet. Like they have the names, you know. They have they have the the guys. Yeah. Um, I just don't know if they know how to win. And then you have Altuve, Bregman, and all these in Correa, these guys yeah. that have done the damn thing before. And another another factor I would put in, you have that factor, and then like the White Sox weren't pushed at all this year. What what yeah. what stressful game? What stressful game did they play this year? Um, Game. Like not cool. much. I mean, they weren't pushed in that division at all. You're correct. Like, because the Twins went down the shit right away. Um, so yeah, the Tigers and in Cleveland, have, they just like Cleveland. You have the Royals. Division. Yeah, I know. It was, it was something that division because the Twins just absolutely folded, and it was like, okay, this is how it's gonna go. Um. Like, but they coasted thing, all year. Yeah, yeah, they did. Another thing too, um, game two. This is coming up tomorrow or today when you're listening to this. I should say, um, Gilito versus Valdez. I was gonna get into it too with the White Sox, like the pitching. I still think the pitching edge is the Astros too, which I played the Astros, even though you know, Gilito hasn't hasn't been. That was it 2019 Giulio or 2020 Giulio, where he was like in 2019, I believe he absolutely was like an absolute stud. Now he hasn't been that for them, so I feel like the pitching edge there uh, for the Astros. And then Rodon, I heard, can only go one time this series. And I don't know if it's going to be out of the pen sort of use or just one start game three, possibly, or if you're going to use Cease. Um, so that was my other thought there. Do you guys have any early looks on game two? I don't really know if the line is out yet. So actually the line is out. Um, the Astros are minus 123 against Giolito. So I think I'm I'm actually going to submit a bet on the Astros right now. One unit minus one. I think it'll I think it'll stick around like 120, for every game. I would agree with that. I would agree with that. And I think it probably goes four games. So you you would probably like the White Sox to take game two then with Giolito on the mound. Uh, Because I I have a question. 
So who's no. going to Or you don't care? I don't care. I think they take the first one at home. Right. I could see, definitely see that, too. But, and then maybe you lose game four or five. Because, dude, the Astros still have, like, Larry Garcia. <laughs> like, game three. And he he was good. But, yeah, I don't know. The Astros give me... Uh, they give me Dodgers vibes. They just have big hits, clutch hits, and big moments, and big guys, guys that... And I don't know who on the White Sox does that yet because they haven't done it. So that's... <laughs> Yeah, which Lito's just like a little bit of a worse version than what Lynn is. Like they're kind of similar in how they pitch. This is like velocity goes. And I mean, they had no problems with Lynn, who I thought was going to put up a better performance today than what he did. I mean, they had mm-hmm. five earned five earned runs on him in like four innings. Yeah, I think they're just going to come out. I and mean, Lynn score dude, again. Lynn, Lynn is. Lynn is what he is. Like he's an innings eater all season, and he's not like a shutdown guy in a big game. I don't feel like what he does is incredible. I mean, he throws. He's like a two hundred inning guy every year, and goes out there and yeah. does the damn thing. But he's not like shut down, shut down. Yeah, well, he was. He was like getting Cy Young looks in Cy Young, like for that stuff. But then he sort of wasn't Cy Young type down the stretch, which, I mean, you can't really blame him for not being Cy Young shit down the stretch. It's tough to be a Cy no, Young. No, I just, like, he gets, his, he gets his numbers. You know what I mean? He Yes, he does. He gets he his numbers does. every year because he doesn't get hurt. He, he stays healthy and gets his numbers, so he's always in that conversation. Yeah. And he kind of reinvented himself, too. Like, he's been a lot better the last couple of years than he was for a stretch there, but. Yeah. He's not like that. He's right. not that scary. I don't know. We can move on in the next series. Yes. And I'm going to move on. Um, Red Sox raised. Like I said, going on while recording. Um, it's currently 4-0 raised. Um, Rodriguez took the ball to start for the Red Sox for Shane McClanahan for the raise. I know, BJ, you had um, Red Sox first five um, money line. Yeah, it's not, looking, it's not looking too good so far, right? Lost that one. Lost. Uh, I took. I was looking at Rodriguez's starts against the Rays this year and just how he's done throughout the season for for the strikeout total. Yeah. And he just kind of got blown up right away, and they had a short leash for him. He ended up with one K, so that failed miserably. And just hoping uh, this game can go over. <laughs> At this point, so yeah, something, but yeah, no, absolutely. Um, the thing I don't have much. See, we always kind of been like, I don't have much on the Rays. They win games. Um, what is sneaky that I found about the Rays is they scored the most runs in the in the league this or in the whole MLB. They scored the most runs. They're the tops. They're the top scoring offense in baseball, which was surprising to me. So. That gave me more confidence, I would say, in the Rays. I would lean towards the Rays. I mean, we sort of talked about in the last podcast, like, or two podcasts ago, when they were trying to get into the playoffs or the wild card, the Red Sox. Like, we just thought they weren't a great team. Um, so, I guess this, I would lean Rays, obviously, in this series. I think it was minus 190. Sort of rambling on here, but 
now that I see they scored the most runs in MLB, that gives me a more confidence uh, in the Rays in this series. Yeah, the Rays are just even as a top team in the, like the number one seed. They're just an overlooked and underrated team, and I I don't know why, but they are. Yes, I think uh, I think tomorrow is a must-win game for the Red Sox, and I think if they can win tomorrow, I think the series will actually be closer than people think. I think the Red Sox are better than people think. Um, yeah. And if they if they can get the game if they can get the series back to Fenway tied one one, I think it goes five, and could be pretty damn close. Um, I don't know. I just still don't believe the Rays, which is probably dumb. But they got uh, Shane Shane Boz going tomorrow or something, Correct. which is basically a like I don't know. He went like two innings in his last start. I don't think they trust him to go a lot. He's only he's only started like two or three games or something yes, this year. Yeah, sorry, he's like one of their prospect guys. Um, so they're just doing they're doing race things and having that happen. Yeah, I, guess, I mean, I just I I I would not discount the Red Sox. I just think I think they still have a shot in this series, even if they lose Game One. Um, not saying they're going to win. I just if they need to win tomorrow night. They need yeah. to come back to Fenway 1-1. Right. And live line, I forgot to mention that because you laid the Red Sox series price. I believe it was plus 190. So I guess that was your – you liked the Red Sox in the series. Um, so that was sort of your thought process behind it. Because I, don't, I don't like them. I just, I, the price, the price-wise. Yeah, saying. I just think I just think they're a good team, and I think it's tough to go into Fenway and win. Right. So if they can – squeak one out tomorrow you know yes i think they're a sneaky good team yes i guess the the formula for you too is that you know if the red Sox got this game tonight um still it's pending guys by the way it, it's four zero while we're watching um obviously you'll know the result while you're listening but then it, whatever happens this game you say if the red Sox have won then you go to sale game two sale gets you a two rip lead Right, you you sort of can build your case that way if you're looking at the Red Sox, but unfortunately, Rodriguez got a good start. Now you're going to come back against the Rays bullpen, um, but that, still, you like the chances in Fenway, and you have Sale on the mound tomorrow. Well, I'm just thinking you have Sale, you have Sale on the mound tomorrow, and then you come back with probably Evaldi in Game Three. Correct, correct. So now, and dude, Evaldi looked awesome in the wild card game. Oh my goodness, Rosarina just still home. So, if you get a win with Sale, you come back with Evaldi at home. Maybe you take a series lead. <laughs> Rosa Reina, the greatest postseason baseball player ever. Yeah. Oh, my God. He just swiped home. This. <laughs> oh, my goodness. All right. This is what the Rays do. Fucking oh, eight. Now, the next game, I mean, the next series we're getting to get into happening, it is, that's a DK Metcalf touchdown. Jesus, I got to get focused here. I got to get focused. TV on the okay, background. Really, really quick while we're talking about the football game, why is Geno Smith in the game? Russell Wilson, Russell Wilson hit his finger. And Geno Smith <laughs> just leads a 96-yard touchdown drive. <laughs> you can't Some make people are asking. 
You can't Blur make us. that. People are dude, asking. He just put veins, dude. Ty, let's do the Dodgers-Giants series first. Yeah. Yes. Okay. That's fair. Dodgers-Giants, two best records in baseball facing off. World Series leader Dodgers. Interesting note on this, though. This is the first time ever Dodgers-Giants meeting in the playoffs. And that storied rivalry. So that was interesting. Really? First time ever? Mm-hmm. I think so. Wow. I think so. Yeah. Again, with Gaddy, the fact checks, by the way. No, I heard that too, Ty. But that's interesting to me. Serious thoughts, gentlemen. Serious thoughts. I mean, I have. I don't really have much. I don't have much. Uh, game one is going to be Bueller versus Logan Webb. Currently, prices at my book I'm seeing are Dodgers minus 160. Uh, Giants to plus 140. I think it's closer than that. Yeah, with those odds, I would hammer the Giants in this series. I think the series is almost destined to go five. Yeah. But, okay, I I don't don't have a lot on the series. Obviously, I'm pulling for the Giants. I don't know if they can get it done. The one thing I just want to say is I need to stop hearing the – the Dodgers played the wild card game narrative like that. That needs to be done now. They won the wild card game. They're in the NLDS. Yeah. That's done. I don't. They, they didn't like overcome adversity. I don't want to hear like the Dodgers had to overcome adversity and got screwed by. Like I don't care. It's over. They won 106 games. They were in the wild card. They won. That's done. It's over with. I want to stop hearing that. I hate that. It's old. Like it's just tiring to me. I just, like they mentioned it literally 30 times. On the broadcast last night. <laughs> well, you yeah, got the 106 no. win Dodgers here in the wild card game. Yeah, okay. <laughs> I agree. I agree it's with you. Tiring, agree. dude. It's tiring. Um, and now that's over, so I don't want to hear it anymore. Like, if they win the World Series, I don't want to hear the Dodgers struggled this year. To it's just I don't. Want, it's annoying. Yeah. Another thing I want to say, guys, is the line for, for the game is, so Bueller versus Webb, uh, it's Dodgers minus 122. Um, yeah, I love the Dodgers in that first game. Yeah, Dude, that's <laughs> ridiculous. Yeah, I was going to say, I mean, Logan Webb has been, and you could even get the Dodgers first five at minus 122 if you wanted. Because Walker Bueller has, is insane. Bueller has been a stud, man. He's been in, yes, been a stud. Like, he was in, like, before Scherzer, like, took the reins from that staff. Like, Bueller was the top pitcher. Obviously, he was the top pitcher of the staff. But, like, they were talking about Bueller before, like, Max Scherzer's insane run happened with what Bueller did. I still think like, Bueller is the ace. Wow. I. I mean, dude, Scherzer's awesome, but Bueller's been their guy, right? I mean, well, yeah, for longer because <laughs> they just got Max Scherzer. I know, I, I know, I know. I'm just, I'm just saying, like Bueller's been their their guy and their home, their their homegrown guy that came through the system and like. He shoved this year, and so did so did Max. I'm just saying, they, it's a guy they picked up. I just lean on. I think Bueller's like their guy. He shows yeah. up, 
in the playoffs, does the damn thing. Max is awesome. I love, I love, I love Scherzer, but okay. Bueller is so it's, good. I think one, minus 122 is ridiculous. Yeah, I guess the one thing you could say is that Bueller struggled, I guess, in September. Um, his last start against Colorado, he gave five earned. And then his last start against the Giants, he gave six earned. So, so did Scherzer. Yeah. I mean, and then he threw his seven shutty against the pot or seven shutty against the Padres and then uh pitched five against the Brewers and gave up one. So but he was dominant, very dominant, um, throughout like up until the beginning of September, but I mean he gave up some runs. There's some chinks, I guess, in that armor. But I I agree with live line here. The Dodgers. I'm actually placing it on the Dodgers right now. Submitted minus one twenty two for the Dodgers. Next, any other series thoughts? I guess no. We we mentioned that it's going to be closer than the plus the minus one sixty for the Dodgers. Um, but I just wanted to see if anybody else had anything other thoughts on this one. No, I would just I'm just praying that. <laughs> The Giants can somehow pull it out, but we'll all right. See. All right, then the 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 one that is biggest for Dartme, we have the Braves Brewers. Um, BJ Liveline will be at the game. BJ. I'm going to go to you first. What are we expecting in the environment down in Amphan? I'm very excited. I was there in 2018 for a couple of the games in the postseason run. Ready to get those claws up. <laughs> um, still not sure exactly how that became a thing or what it even means. Raptor. I posted, Raptor. The, article. I posted uh, the article. It's got to be Raptor. Opinion. It's Manny Pena. Yeah, <laughs> still not good. All I know is it's something. It's like Tiger Claws or something. But yep, that's what it is. But I'm excited for it. I, I just love the playoff atmosphere. I think it's the coolest. It's the coolest thing I've ever seen live at a sporting event, and just excited to be there for games at Amfam. Yeah, are we a little bit nervous? Yeah, or, a little you... bit. I honestly, I'm more worried about I'm more worried about the Brewers pitching because I know what to expect from their offense. Their offense isn't going to do much. Score a couple runs here and there. I'm just worried about the pitching if they're going to hold up or if they're going to fall apart. Right. Okay. So I know the plan is to. Cause I know live line's going to be like we said. I know the plan is live line BJ is to sort of meet up in the tailgate with each other. Um, Liveline Luke, of course, Braves fan. Should we be worried about Liveline Luke and his safety at all with these Brewers fans, or is this going to be Midwest nice Brewers fans welcoming um, Liveline with open arms? I think it... it welcome him. I mean, <laughs> I don't... I still don't like the Braves. I mean, they're kind of a kind of a traitor of a fan base, or not fan base, but organization. Leave Milwaukee about fifty years ago or so. All right, all right. So I have that against them in this series, but 
Yeah, I mean, it is a scumbag organization. I mean, having <laughs> the likes of Marcel Zuna on your team really makes you question whether they should have a playoff ban. We got to give live line Luke the floor now. Um, uh, we let PJ say his stuff and Garl chimed in there, but live line. I know you're excited for this. Um, playoffs. I am. Braves. How, how, what are we thinking about it? I am excited. Um, be my first Braves playoff game. Uh, I was going to go to the World Series last year until they collapsed. So I'm super excited. I have tickets to every game. Um, I think it's a great, great, great matchup. I think it's probably the most, I mean, not being biased, I think it's the most intriguing NLDS matchup. Just like from being dead even, I, I mean, maybe not dead even, like I would probably give the edge to the Brewers, but on paper, it's like, all right, we got Brewers pitching against Braves offense and we yeah. have the, we have the historical ties. They've never faced off in the playoffs before. Amfam's going to be rocking. Uh, Brewer fans are excited. There'll be a lot of Braves fans there because of the ties. Like that's how I became a Braves fan is my family was all like back way back was Milwaukee, you know, Milwaukee Braves. And then that's kind of how the whole tie went with that is how I even became a Braves fan. So I think there'll be a lot of Braves fans and I think it's going to be a really, really fun series. I hope I don't, um, I'm worried about a ball being hit to the outfield and I like jump up early and get excited or something and then it's caught and then <laughs> and then I'm like and then I'm like people in the crowd are just telling me to sit my ass down that's a that's a legitimate concern of mine uh but I don't know I'm excited to to have boots on the ground and I'm I don't know it's going to be it's going to be fun I hope it's going to be entertaining I hope it's going to be close um yeah, yeah. For sure. Hey, I gotta ask you a question. Is the what what's game one attire? Is the game one attire is that the ugly jersey or is that um different? That's a tough call. Came, the ugly jersey did come out last time. So uh, last time I had an ugly shirt because I went down to spring oh, training shit. and I picked up an ugly shirt and it was a spring training. I bought a medium. Um I usually buy an XL and in ugly fashion I bought a medium shirt. I have upgraded my Ugla apparel. I got an old school Braves jersey with Ugla on it now. I got it regular size, custom made because they didn't sell Ugla jerseys. So I had to actually do like a uh, put your own name on the jersey. And I had to use Ugla's name as my own name to get <laughs> to get the custom jersey because they didn't sell any Ugla jerseys. But I don't know. I have a lot of options. I could go with Chip. I could go with Ugla. I could go with Ozzy. I could go with Ronnie. I'm probably not going to go with Ronnie. I could go with Freddie. Um, it's it's gonna be no, I don't have snitch not. Um, it's gonna be a game time decision on the jersey. Probably just wake up and and grab one. I do have my my uh, Choptober shirt too. Yeah, which is just a great shirt. I, I don't know. That's a good question. I'll, I'll be sure to post uh, my apparel choice. I am bringing my foam, my foam axe. Um. I'd not sure if it's that. I'd be careful. Gonna, they're gonna be thinking. They're gonna be thinking you're the axe man. Oh, jump! No thinking it's the axe man. Listen, I'm re- I'm very concerned about bringing this axe into the stadium because I think someone's gonna rip it out of my hands. 
Yeah, there's that's, a possibility. Right. I'm sitting here chopping the axe, and someone's going to grab it and tell me to sit my ass down and throw the freaking axe onto the field. <laughs> Dude, you're not going to be allowed to hit that axe in the, in the park, I don't think. It's a foam axe. I know, but didn't they ban- see the no, whole? I think, the I think they banned like the, they banned the axes. Yeah. Anyway, I'm gonna put the axe down my pants, dude. That's yeah, where right. it's gonna go down my pants, and it's gonna come into the park. Yeah, there, there's a vibe. That's a vibe. But no, I, you're just gonna feel it out, I guess, in terms of the apparel. But I feel that it's gonna be interesting. Um, I would just say, you know, before we maybe want to give predictions on the series, I would just say, when it comes to Braves playoffs, I get, I get weird. So I usually, um, you know, as you guys probably know, I typically will shut my phone off and put it in a drawer and, like, watch the game. I don't like watching it. Because if I watch the game, I have to watch it around a group full of Brewer fans, and then it's just miserable. So that's the, the part that's, like, I'm going to be surrounded by, by Brewer fans, and I'm going to be into the game and locked in, but it's going to be an interesting I get, I'll, I'm going to sweat the whole time. Like, I get nervous as hell. I get amped up. I get pissed off. I get excited. So, I don't know how it, that's going to work in person, but I'm not going to not go to the game. Yeah. Certainly. Because if I watch the game and I have my phone on, then every time the opposing team scores a run in the playoffs, then I get a text from, like, seven, seven or eight people. Ha, <laughs> Braves suck. You're, you're giving me a face, but that's what happens. I, no, I'm just saying, why the fuck is that happening? Like, I I don't get loud. Like, I'm just asking, why is that happening? Or, like, I, if the Braves, like, the, the game that the Braves got, uh, the game that the Braves gave up, like, 10 in the first inning to the Cardinals. Game. I got, like, all these text messages, like, whoa, rough start. Or, like, oh, ouch, my ouch. Like, yeah, okay, I know. It sucks, dude. This is awful. Right. But. Yeah, I mean, that'll be a fun time, boys. And then you got Saturday. What are the thoughts? I mean, we, thoughts on the actual baseball series itself. Um, did we place any wagers? I know I just I blocked in the Braves plus 134 um, for Friday's game. Anybody else have anything? And I can go into my thoughts on, on my wager, too, though. I'm probably not going to bet this series much at all because I don't want to bet against the Brewers. Plus, no offense to the live line, Luke, but the Braves just love to choke it away in the playoffs. Yes. They just love doing that. And they, it's really hard to bet on them. I mean, I bet I remember that Cardinals game where they gave up 10 in the first inning. I was on the Cardinals in that game and the over. So that was just a stellar first inning for <laughs> me. Shut the game off after the first. Yeah. Dude, up until last year, they hadn't won a playoff series in 20 years. Yeah, I mean, they don't they don't like to win in the playoffs. I mean, last year, they should have been in the World Series. They don't kind of do what they did against the Dodgers. Yeah, I mean, I, I, I agree with you 100%. I would just say, too, and this is going to sound... It's going to sound bad, but, like, this is not the Braves at full strength from, like, the perspective of they're missing literally one of the top three players in baseball, which hurts. So I would just say that tempers some of my expectations because it's, like, if you have Acuna, that's a game changer, obviously. I'm not going to bring up Ozuna, but, like, Ozuna was 
awesome last year too. So you missed two stud bats. You have Soroka out. Now, granted, last year they did the damn thing without half their rotation. They were putting guys like Bryce Wilson out there against the Dodgers. But they were still undermatched. Like, they were not – they should not have been in that Dodgers series. Like, they just played awesome and whatever. So, I mean, I guess I'm kind of hoping for a similar run. It's just they're not, like, what they – they're not that perfect squad that they envisioned being at this point with the guys they have out. So – you know, I would say relative, like, the Brewers are pretty much at full strength, maybe other than Devin Williams. They're pretty much where they want to be. Yeah. From a perspective of health, like, other than Devin Williams, yeah. they have their guy. Like, they didn't lose anyone in the rotation. They picked up some huge bats. They have all the bats they want in the lineup. They're yeah. pretty healthy. But I would argue from, I would then argue um, from the fact, like, well, your biggest strength is – the pitching and that back end of the bullpen, and now you just lost like one of the fucking rocks in the back end. So that's the guy you wouldn't want to see not healthy. That's what yeah. I argue there. But I agree. I, kind of, I don't think Devin Williams is a great matchup versus the Braves. To be completely honest, I just oh, he's better than anybody else. He throws a lot of changeups. The Braves hit the changeup better than any team in baseball, and he's left-handed. And the Braves mash lefties. That's all. I'm just, yes. I know it, it obviously impacts the series. I'm just saying, I don't think that he's the guy that I would be most worried about in that series. Well, you, you can't, well, you, now that's just all hypothetical and whatever because he's not there. So, but I'm just going to get, so I, tomorrow or today's game, Friday's game, whatever, it's Morton against Burns. I placed uh, plus 134 in the Braves because, um, Brewers offense has struggled on the stretch. We saw this um, maybe because they clinched and just kind of ghosted, but it, it just wasn't there. It just seemed to be there. Um, and then also, I don't know how much of a factor this plays into it, but Burns at the Braves early in the season, uh, four innings pitch, five earned runs, four runs given up in the first. Um, I know a guy my friend gave a nice tidbit too is that the Brewers do not hit the curveball well. What does Chucky Morton throw? Curveballs. Um so, yeah, that's my thought process behind picking the Braves in game one there. Brewers um, won that game, by the way. I know they did. <laughs> that was the other thing. No, but I didn't bring it up. <laughs> but that's what I had on game one. Um, I, don't I would go it. under. I would I, I would lean under for game one. I think it's at seven. Yeah, the game it is at um, seven. Minus one on two to the under. Yeah, I mean... Uh, I would probably lean Brewers game one. Yeah, I think I think Burns shuts their ass down. I think Burns goes like seven or eight and shuts them down. Don't fall for his trap, boys. I'm not trapping you, dude. I think Bur- dude, Burns is going to win the Cy Young. We had the reverse look ahead this week, and now we have the reverse psychiatry. Draw <laughs> the. The fucking Braves strike out a shit ton in their home runner bust, dude. Burns has been the best pitcher in baseball against the home run. He's going to win the Cy Young. Yes, the Braves do strike out a shit ton. Remember that? Like, 2020? 2020. Yeah. Not as much as years past, so Ty, but they, they strike out a lot. They're, they're home runner bust. I just and Burns does not give up Burns, tanks. Yeah, Burns is, Burns is the best starter. Out of the three, Burns gives up doesn't give up many home runs. Woodruff and Peralta kind of close. get bitten by the home run ball a little bit, but yeah. Like, I think the Braves jump on Woodruff well. in game two. I BJ think the Braves Arena. jump on Woodruff in game two. 
BJ, are you worried at all about the offense and how they're going to produce? Or where's the offense come from? Are you worried about their struggles down the stretch? Where are we at? Yeah, I, I don't even really know what to feel about the offense. It, I mean, because it's been, it's been forever since they've played, like, a game that's really meant a lot or a game that's been important. And I, so I, I don't even know what to think about this latest stretch here because they haven't really been playing for a whole lot. And yeah, not I mean, to that, to that point, but to that point, BJ, I, I watched like every Braves game down the stretch cause they had a tight race with the Phillies and they played like eight or nine consecutive playoff style baseball games where it was like must win come back late or hold the lead i think that benefits them a little bit it's hard to believe it wouldn't yeah uh benefit them opinion is getting freeman out because he just tends to be a brewer killer and then austin riley who's been pretty good this year especially in the second half Getting him out and not letting him hit tanks with runners on is going to be. Yeah, that's the, that's the story. It's, yeah. it's, this Braves have a high part offense. You guys, who you look at really, um, multiple. I think four guys, five guys with twenty five plus home runs. Uh, yeah, definitely they can produce. So. Yeah, I mean, this could go anyway. This really could. Yeah, I don't. We can break it down any way you want. I would just say. There's no one in the Brewers lineup that right. scares me, but that's been their MO all year. Like they I mean strike. Their best player is by far Willie Adamas. Yep. Um He's- if he doesn't do much, they don't have anyone else that's really that scary and they have a lot of holes. But I would just say if the Brewers pitching pitches the way that they've pitched the whole year, the Brewers are not going to lose this series. That's the question, I think. Because the Braves pitching is good. Like, you you have Morton, you have Freed, yep. who's been one of the best pitchers in baseball the second half of the season. He's been lights out. Then you go to Ian Anderson, who's got playoff experience as a good pitcher. He matches up well, if not even, with, like, a Freddie Peralta. Um, if the Brewers pitching, like, does what they've done all year, it's going to be hard for them to lose this series if they can just get some timely hits. They don't need to hit the shit out of the ball. They're not going to out like they're not going to out slug the Braves in a, if it's a slugfest. But if they can have their pitching show up, they're going to win the series. That's what I would say. Their thing in the second half has just been great pitching and then clutch late inning hits. That's what they need in the playoffs, and they're, they're going to win. That's the series. what they've been doing in the second half. You know, until they clinch, but. But I have what Ty? What what was the line? Plus, it's, uh, and, yeah, the series plus, line. Oh, series line is plus. Um, sorry, let me get the pull up quickly. It is plus one twenty five for the Braves. Yeah, so I have a I have a substantial wager on plus one twenty five for no reason other than I just have <laughs> I have a wager. I would just say like if I were to look at it from an unbiased perspective that I would say that this series is about as much of a coin flip as I have seen in an LDS series, or at least out of the four that are going to be played, I would say this is about as much of a coin flip as you could get. Right. Right. All right. 
that's pretty much what we have for the NLB then. BJ, care to do any friendly wagers? Oh, yes. Um, I don't know. You got anything? Yeah, I'll do a 12-pack Brave series straight up. I won't even take odds. All right. I'll agree to that. We can do it. 12 beers on the line. 12 beers on the line straight up. Let's do the, what do you do, a shake? A virtual handshake. Let's make it a a 30. Oh, my. All right, then I want 32 beers if the Braves win. (laughs) 32? (laughs) Yeah, I want odds. (laughs) Oh, my God. No, I'll I'll go straight up. I'll go straight up 30 rack. Don't call for his dark magic. I don't have dark magic, Crawl. I don't have dark magic. You just said I've I've been a part of 20 years of Braves blowing up in the fucking postseason. There's no magic, dude. And just so we know, BJ's drinking those mountains. Um, You're drinking those lattes. All right, boys? Oh, the lattes will be flowing. Let me tell you. All right. Perfect. Perfect. Now, moving on from our baseball talk, where are we at live line? In terms of recording, by the way. We are at 57 minutes, and we can get into NCAA recap. I know baseball got a little long-winded, but I think this will be our longest baseball. I mean, <laughs> who knows? The next one, depending on how the series goes, might be a little interesting. That that uh, series is set to wrap up on Thursday yeah. night of next week. If needed, right. If needed. If needed. If needed, yes. Um, so, yeah, let's, let's go into the college football recap here briefly. Of course, we always start with the Dartme dog. The Dart Me Dog Week 5 was Charlotte plus 10. Uh, MPG actually brought this up in the closing thoughts um, last podcast. Um, the game ended. Illinois winning 24-14. to 14. So we get a push, our first push of the year for the Dart Me Dog. Dart Me Dog season record is at now at 2-2. Two and two. Um, I'm going to go through the weeks quickly here. I mean, because it's kind of short. Um, Fresno State plus 11.5 first week. W. Buffalo plus 14. Uh, second week, L. BYU, 3.5, W. Kansas State, 5.5, L. Charlotte, push. So we're kind of getting the ping-pong effect going. Um, looking to get it back. Uh, looking to get a winner again week six to sort of buck the trend and maybe get get us rolling into a better Dart Me Dog standing. Um, Grawl, what did we see in this game? Because I know you were watching this too. I made a makeshift minor helmet getting sort of nuts with it. What do we see in this game here? I mean, I don't know. Charlotte should have covered this game. They made some bonehead plays that, you know, just one of them goes our way instead of bouncing. I mean, they did get that huge stop or turnover on the goal line, which helped us out. But 10 points to Illinois is a lot of points. Mm Mm-hmm. Listen, yeah, I know. I don't regret this pick at all. I thought it was a solid pick. Um, like you said, 10 points to Illinois, a lot of points. Charlotte scored 14 in the first half, and then they got shot in the second half. Yep. So, and they missed a 39-yard field goal, too, which would have obviously carried us over and cashed that dog. Um, I would say the one worry we had was with Charlotte stopping the run. And, of course, Illinois goes crazy in the ground, and they had that one big play with the running back um, getting the end zone. So, yeah, but it's a push. It's not bad. It's not yeah. great, but it's not terrible. So, live to fight another day with a push. That's right. Back at this weekend, next weekend, this weekend. Um, 
other college football cards that we want to get into. I know um, we had, there were some big games going on. Um, I know Liveline, you were probably on, on Iowa. I already did some on the road. You didn't say you bet get the Iowa pick in because you were on the road. Yeah, um, no, I I didn't get my – yeah, see, the Friday night games, it's just stupid because the two teams – Two teams that I liked on Friday ended up covering easy. <laughs> and I I just saw, like, that's just on me. I was on the road, and I, I I really liked BYU, and I really liked Iowa, and I didn't see that they played Friday. So that's I can say whatever I want to say. It doesn't really matter. <laughs> but um, I'm going to keep packing Iowa. I think they're 4-1 against spread or 3-1 or whatever it is against spread. Um, yeah, other than that, I don't have – I don't have too much from um, I had I had two games. Let's see. No, I bet I bet three games. Uh, Michigan and Boston College covered his dogs, and then Fresno yeah. State lost to Hawaii. So I was two and one. Yes, that is that. That's true. I know BJ was in attendance um, in Madison for the for the Badger game, uh, Michigan Wisconsin. Uh, BJ, let's go to you on this game uh, and everything about it environment game itself go ahead i mean it's a good environment i haven't been down there for a game in years but it's a good environment but they started off really bad in the first quarter second quarter mertz was kind of figuring it out he had two good drives right in a row to end the half and then figuring it out a little bit but lost it and then offensive line was just was not very good the whole game. Mm-hmm. Um, and, I mean, if you're a Badger team, you're not going to win many games with an offensive line that's underperforming like that because that's one of their strengths, their team, usually. And it really showed. But Mertz going down and then throwing Chase Wolf in there. Wolf did not look good at all. And that was about it. BJ, would you say, like, that the atmosphere at Camp Randall. I mean, I know you said you haven't been to games maybe recently, but like, is there like a feeling that Badger fans know we suck and know that merch sucks, or is it like there? Yeah, there, there like, were a lot there of hope? people. There were a lot of people around me chanting for Chase Wolf to come in. Gotcha. Yeah. So the vibe a is pe- not A lot of people wanting or, Wolf in the game, and then yeah, so they weren't going. Come, in. He comes in after the injury and. They were humbled. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I, I was on Michigan this game two ways, and so was Rhino. I mean, we looked at this on uh, last Wednesday. We saw Michigan laying one. We're like, we're just going to take Michigan. Ended up going our, in the wrong direction. It was Michigan plus one and a half, maybe plus two at the start of the game. But we're like, okay, fine, fuck it. I also took that. Um, I mean, it was just a joke. BJ, you mentioned Mertz. Like, he had two good drives. Are those the only two good drives he's had all season? I'm just going to ask that question now. Yes. I like, mean, that was the best he's looked all year, that's for sure. Right. And then, like, the, the Badgers scored in under a minute. They scored in, like, 16 seconds, which is something that <laughs> was so surprising to me. But after those two good drives, he comes out in the second half and gets absolutely smoked and injured um, and leaves. 
Um, because halfway through the second quarter, I don't know if it was halfway through the second quarter or at the start of the second quarter, they had negative two yards of offense. So that's where Mertz and the Badgers, that's where Mertz led the Badgers offense or how the Badgers offense fared against Michigan's defense in the first quarter. Um, so it's not good there. If I had one thing, I would just say I think they need to figure out who the guys in their offensive line are going to be because for these first three or four weeks, they've they've kept rotating guys in and out. They've had like 10 guys in the offensive line playing. And I just think they need to figure out who their guys are and stick with them and try to get some consistency. Because right now it's just not looking good at all. Right. Right. The final score in that game was 38-17. I'm going to go, before I get into my card, I'm going to go over to um, some of the other bigger, big games. We already mentioned, well, didn't really mention that, but I'm going to go over to the big game, Alabama Ole Miss. MPG had this game locked down. MPG get into it. It was Alabama 42, Ole Miss 21. Great call by you. Uh, let, let, let's start to you. I mean, the over-under was set at 79.5 points. So you're betting on Lane Kiffin to score – four to five times in that game. And then after the popcorn comment he made, he <laughs> just looked like an ass. They looked so bad offensively. They couldn't do anything. Uh, yeah, that's just so many points. Like, everything has to go right. You either need Alabama, who a lot of times won't run up the score on teams. They'll just run the ball and kind of take it easy and coast when they're up, you know, 35 points. Right. Or did Alabama and them to get into a, just a major league shootout? And even that, you still need 40 points apiece to hit that line. That line, that's just so many points. It, everything needed to go perfect for that to hit. And, you know, was, we just knew that it was going to be hard, especially an ex saving guy. Everyone talks about it. And it clearly is working. Like, it, his old proteges do not do well. Yeah, they were ma- they were massive underdogs. They still didn't cover. I'm not gonna like defend him by any point, but um, that, yeah, I mean, great call in the under. Like in the first drive, even like Ole Miss was like kind of struggling to move the ball. They went for it on fourth down multiple multiple times, and they Alabama ended up stopping them on the goal line, I believe, or in the red zone on fourth down. So that was a great great start to the under, and it never really came close to that uh, total of. 79 and a half. So great call on you there. Um, the other big game was Georgia, Arkansas, Arkansas going to Georgia. I was in the podcast last week uh, saying too many points. I mean, I was clearly wrong. This game was over by in five minutes in the game. Uh, Georgia scores, then Arkansas gets two false start penalties. They're already backed up under the, the shadow of their goalpost. And then I turned the game out to that after his 14 rip. Um, that was one of my two losses on the week. So I had a pretty good week in college football, eight other wins up 5.2 units. Um, I don't know. I mean, other good, other good calls I had, I guess, Cincinnati, Syracuse, blind fate of FSU, Boston college, like lifeline, Luke had Louisiana tech. Another good call by me. <laughs> Texas for me in the reverse look ahead game. That was solid. Yes, we, that was solid. Uh, they still almost 
were caught in the look ahead at the end there. <laughs> the reverse look ahead. But almost it, caught in the look ahead. I guess <laughs> I gotta find this reverse look ahead. Yeah. That was something I just was confused by it, and then I'm still kind of confused by it. But now I'm looking for reverse look ahead spots. But it works, dude. It, 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 it works. One and zero, I guess it's one and zero. It's they don't win the big games. They win the games before the big games. <laughs> <laughs> they cover the games before the big games. All right. Yeah. Um. I don't know, but it was pretty dog-heavy for me, but Kansas State plus 11.5, and, and then USC minus 8. I like I went into Colorado's offense. They're bad. Um, I mean, it's bad. They doubled their passing yards, though. Their average was 82 yards. They passed for 162. So, um, And then Charlotte on the push, of course. I don't know. I'm pretty much done with my card. Big game we have to get into is the Cincinnati game on my personal card, too. Cincinnati got the job done. They looked at the better team, sort of dominated Notre Dame, too. Um, but, yeah, that's your Irish, too, girl. Did you watch that game? Yeah, I did. Um, that's probably time to go with Pine. You know, watching that game reminded me why I hated Cone so much on the Badgers. Because he was just missing wide-open guys, just doing things that's like, a D1 quarterback at that caliber of school, you just probably shouldn't be missing guys like that. And then Pine came in and they played better, but it was already – they're just not that good of a team. Yeah. That's just – that's pretty much all the answer to that. They're just not that good. Yeah, Pine has struggles too, but like like we said, uh, Cincinnati came in and they they are minus one and a half, and they, they, they came in and they showed up and proved that they're actually a decent a decent team, I guess. You you win on a power five or an independent school um, on the road. So it's good to see out of Cincinnati. And that's the toughest game they'll have because um, they have nothing really else remaining. But that's pretty much the college football recap there. Um, we can move on to the NFL recap. Um, big news in the Survivor League, I suppose, um, that Live on Nuke had set up. Um, there were three people eliminated this week. Um, there are now eight people remaining. Three people were on the Titans eliminated. Um, the Jets went in overtime 27-24. One of Dartney's own on the Titans there, AK, uh, Fat Randy. He went off on Fat Randy in the chat. Because he missed a what, a game winner or a game tire? He uh, missed the tire four times. That's got some technical difficulties here. That's not real. I think the windstorm. We just went through a storm. Is that me or is that people? We're still in the storm. I'm. Yeah, there fixed it. (laughs) Oh my god! (laughs) I was just hearing a bunch. I everyone was mumbling. (laughs) We were hearing a windstorm. Yeah. We were going through a tsunami there for a second. But 
Yes, so that's the Titans going down. Three people eliminated, eight people left. Six in the Bills, they they uh, roll over the Texans. Then two people in the Bills, Mad Max and myself, on Thursday night there. They squeak by the Jaguars, which we touched on last podcast, I believe, too. Um, next, next quarter of the Warm, BJ. Warm. BJ, we gotta, you got to mute it. There. <laughs> Holy shit. <laughs> yeah, oh, okay. last week and i just really remember who i'll bet yeah um girl just... i mean i don't know have pulled up i can look up quick um while i discuss um what went down what you had but um in this dart me contest we have a tie at the top now with ak and mad max at 10 apiece <laughs> 10 apiece five weeks in or four weeks in so i don't know it's kind of struggle bus right kind of struggle bus there's a it's not great that's 50 50 as their best so it's not great um with people missing i don't know i haven't missed a week so i i'm fucking i'm fucking struggling bad um now i see that mad max and ak are already at one so this game has gone final they're both on the rams so Wow, they're both at one apiece this week, so they're both at 11. Um, in the standings, going down the standings, sorry. Um, I'm at Titan with third with Guy My Friend at nine, BJ at eight. He had the best week, four. He had four correct with Cleveland, Giants, Washington, Arizona, only loser, Carolina. BJ, get into your picks. I mean, you saw the board well. Yeah, I don't know. I just, I had to get my picks in, just looked at the board. Looked at what I thought would look the best and went with it. Just went with my gut. That's the most I can I love say. it. I love the simplicity. Yes, exactly. Kiss. Keep it simple, stupid. <laughs> love it, BJ. Um, sort of, so AK was in third, I believe, last time we recorded. Um, he had three winners. That was the second best of the week. Uh, we were not seeing the board well as a squad. Um, he had Cleveland, Washington, Arizona, loser Carolina, and the Eagles. So back at it this week, boys. Let's try to see the board. I know we already have two people who already saw the board well with uh, one apiece um, picking the Rams. Personal cards. Personal cards. Oh, also theme teaser. I'll get in the theme teaser, too. Um, Rhino was unable to join us. Rhino's team teaser, horse little name, Colts plus 12 was the first leg done. Broncos plus 10. This is the one he was worried about. Um, they did not cover uh, Teddy Bridgewater lithium concussion. Maybe if he's in, you like to see him cover that because the Broncos were driving at the end and they ended up turning over on downs, I believe, with goal to go to sneak in the back door. And then Chargers plus seven, the Chargers dominated the Raiders. So um, that's the horse of the name now, three and one on the season, the theme teasers. Um, that was also my personal card. Personal cards for everybody else. Any games? Uh, I'd like to say that the Colts money line was a great bet to be on. I was on that. Uh, you were betting against Jacoby Brissett. In that game. That's a pretty good... I think I'd take that anytime. 
because he stinks. That's pretty much all I got for the NFL recap last week. I love the Packers minus six. Yes. Must die six. BJ, I almost forgot to ask you, too. You were. Just all I felt going into that with that line was Steelers' offense has been struggling. The Packers' defense just needs to get a few stops. But the Packers' offense would do what they did and. Right. It would cover. Right. BJ, I almost forgot to ask you. You were at the. You went to Madison on Saturday to Green Bay on Sunday. Um, how's the environment at Lambeau? Good environment, atmosphere? Atmosphere was fantastic. I was over at Kroll's right across the street before the game. Saw a guy doing an interesting dance. And I love that dance. Went into the stadium. <laughs> I love that dance. It was, <laughs> it was a great dance. It was a fantastic afternoon. Long, yeah, very I mean, long weekend, though. I would just say, well, you're going to have another long weekend. you got back-to-back yeah. good weekends. Um, I would just say, like, the Packers, they just get beat in that game if anyone's the quarterback other than Ben Roethlisberger. Like, good cover, good win. Ty, we were considering taking the Packers for our big, our big money league, but, like, Ben Roethlisberger was fucking horrid. Yep, um, yeah. He missed mega wide open receivers in that game. The Packers have, I would just say, like, I'm happy to be three and one. The Packers, I'm happy to be after that week one, whatever, but we have some serious issues that are in deep trouble. I think that this week we might get exposed by a decent Bengals team. Yes. You could say that because, yes, you said he missed mega guys. And the girl was firing in the chat. Like, did you say lucky? I don't know if you said lucky, but you're set. You can't explain exactly what you were seeing. Uh, but with the Ben missing, missing, he was bad. He was just really he bad. Two for sure touchdowns. Where I mean, one of them was only from like 35 yards, not even, I don't think. And he still just missed a wide open guy. And then he missed a deep shot, which sometimes I guess that does happen with. They just don't hit them. But, yeah, one of them was pretty inexcusable. That, I mean, if you take away that blocked field goal for a touchdown, if that goes, I mean, the Packers don't cover that game if that still counts. So, Right. They would, like, if that blocked field goal counts, like the guy was offsides, um, if that blocked field goal counts, they go into half down, actually. So. Could have been a different different look, but it just yeah. felt like if Pittsburgh had a backup quarterback in, they would have won that game. <laughs> I mean, seriously, like Ben Roethlisberger is not even that. he's not even playable. Like he's not even usable. Yes. Yes. I agree. But that being said, I might I might do it next week or this week with Steelers, but Gross. I know. <laughs> I might. I said might. But personal card for me, I was two and five personally. Uh, minus one point three units. I just I'm looking to to get a weekend strung together or put together. I've been doing pretty well with the college football slate. Um, last week I had a good NFL slate or two weeks ago I had a good NFL slate. Last week was not good. 
Like, I'm, I'm getting ping-ponged back and forth. Second time I use ping-ponged, but that's what I'm doing. I'm, I'm getting ping-ponged back and forth on the NFL. Hopefully I can see the board this week. That's the good thing about it. Always, always next week, always next week. Yeah, I'll have a light NFL board this week. I don't – it's a lot of big points in these games this week, and it's just – I'm seeing the college board much better than I see the NFL this week. All right. Then let's get into the college card. What do you like, MPG? What do you like? Uh, first off, I love Michigan State minus five and a half against Rutgers. Uh, I don't know what the love with Rutgers is this year on the lines. Like, yeah, I know they were decent early last week. They were, I think they were getting 14 and a half against Ohio state and Ohio state just blew the doors off of them. Like it was not close at any point in the game. And I think Michigan state has a pretty good team. I think that they realize that, you know, they played kind of a weak team last week, and I think they'll be ready to come out swinging. So I have that. I also have Wake Forest minus six against Syracuse. Syracuse just really sucks, so I like betting against them. Betting against Wisconsin because Wisconsin sucks, so I took Illinois plus 11. Also on that. And then I'm taking Nebraska money line against Michigan. I just think Michigan's going to think that they're really good because they went into Camp Randall and dominated that Badgers team. But like we've been saying on the pod, the Badgers just suck. That wasn't really a great game by Michigan. Like They were gifted the ball a lot in plus territory. And I think, I think Nebraska is a better team than what we originally thought after they laid an egg against Illinois. And, you know, they looked really good against Northwestern. And I think that they're just going to build on that. Scott Frost finally is going to get a big win. You can put that in quotes because that's really not that big of a win. But that's what I got for now. I'll probably be making about 50 additions as it goes on and the beers start flowing. But, We've all been there. That's to be expected. That's to be expected. This is, uh, this is just... Uh... Yeah. And, of course, the dog. Yeah, I'll be adding dog, whatever we whatever we got on that. Perfect. Uh, I, I'll get into my card then. The big game in the Big Ten and uh, big game nationally is uh, Iowa-Penn State. I know live line here be on Iowa, right? Minus one and a half. I'm gonna ride. I'm gonna ride the train. Uh, I'm not gonna go huge on it, uh, but I'm gonna. I'm gonna lay a little bit on Iowa. Same. I'm with you. I've laid on Iowa. I have a unit on Iowa. Um, they're at home, minus one and a half. Um, Iowa defense has been awesome. Uh, then I have they played Friday, so that extra day of rest maybe comes into into play there. So, I'm gonna take Iowa. By the way, uh, Penn State ranked four, Iowa ranked three. This is this is where we're at right now. This is where we're at. Um, I have Illinois plus eleven, like MPG said. I'm just gonna auto fit the Badgers. It's, that's what it is for me. 
Brett Bielema revenge game. Maybe that comes into, into factor there. Even though I hate Brett Bielema, maybe it could be a little revenge angle there. Illinois revenge, too. Sneaky. Uh, Mertz diced them for five touchdowns last year. Maybe they see that and they said, listen, this guy's not going to dice us again. We're not going to let that happen again because Graham Mertz has been awful ever since that point. I'm just not going to take the Badgers lane more than a touchdown on the road. You need to show me something first. So that's my thought behind that. And then moving on here, I have three more plays right now. Connecticut minus three and a half. UConn 0-6 visiting UMass 0-5. The worst game possible of the year. I mean, I just have to bet this. So I'm just going to take UConn minus three and a half. They've actually been competitive. They They lost their last past two games by two points each. So... They've been competitive, and UMass has been getting blown. So that's my game. Anybody else going to be betting that game with me? I know a guy my friend is. He bets the board, but he, I know he has his eyes set on this game personally because he's mentioned it before. Yeah, this game's oh. just flat-out disgusting, so I don't know if I want to touch it. Yeah. It's like so disgusting you have to like touch it. That's what I'm saying. Yeah, I see where you're coming from. I mean, I guess it's really going to depend how I do tomorrow. He <laughs> picks, and then I'll go from there. BJ, nothing from you. Um, I've been looking at the board here last few minutes. Three games that stick out to me right away are I like BYU at home against Boise State. Boise State's two and three. BYU is favored by six then it's pretty much as simple as that. Boise State lost to Nevada. They lost to UCF and Oklahoma State. BYU is undefeated. I just like BYU to win by a touchdown at home. Yep, they're ranked 10 now, too. Yeah, and then I like Auburn at home against Georgia just because I think it's SEC matchup. They're going to come out. They're going to come out really wanting to they're going to really want to win that game, and they're, Georgia's favored by 15 and a half. It's a lot of points to me. I think Auburn keeps it within that. And the last game is on Friday. I really like Cincinnati, minus 29 against Temple. Temple lost to Rutgers a few weeks ago by 47 points. <laughs> so... <laughs> I just yeah, based on, just based on that losing to Rutgers by forty seven, I'm gonna I'm gonna be on Cincinnati. All right, I'm gonna revisit your Auburn pick. I'm on the opposite side of that. A little bit of lock off. Um, I've seen the Georgia defense just dominate. They're the best in the country right now at this point. So I just feel like they'll shut down Auburn and just have enough offense there. Shut down Bo Nix is what I'm saying. I'm laying the lumber on the road. I know probably not the smart thing to do, but BJ says too many points. I thought too many points. If there's any of those three that I feel that I feel the least confident about, it's that game. But that's just looking at it last right. few minutes. But. Right, absolutely. And then I'll get into my final game that I have right now at this point in time. I'm laying the wood with laying the lumber with Alabama. Minus 18 at Texas A&M. Texas A&M, they, they just stink in my humble opinion. 
Um, they were preseason ranked high. Maybe that influenced their line. Like preseason, they were ranked high, and that's like the only thing we know about them. Um, their offense right now is 100th in points and 125th in yards. So now they have to go against Bama and try to put up some points. I just don't see them happening. They're unranked for five weeks after being like ranked in the top 10. I don't know where they were ranked, but they were definitely ranked in the top 10 preseason. So that's my thoughts behind that one, too. Live line, do you have any games right now? I know you're in the Iowa game, but any other game you're leaning on? Otherwise, you can go into the big games. Uh, I mean, I've been... I've been kind of hot on college football. I've been terrible in the NFL. So I'm going to now, of course, this week I have a little bit bigger card for college football. So I'll probably come back down to reality. I'm on, I'm on Iowa. I'm on Bama. Um, I'm opposite of Grawl. I'm plus three and a half on Texas. Um, I'm also riding Illinois at plus 11. I'm, I'm going to tail Grawl on Michigan state minus five and a half. My two, well, I would just say, uh, my my stray dog pick of the week um, would probably be Illinois plus 11, but I also like Stanford plus 13 and a half. Um, and then I would say my biggest bet of the week that I am placing is going to be Virginia Tech pick them at home versus Notre Dame. Yes. Get, en- get, en- get enter Sandman rocking, and I like Virginia Tech to win this game outright. And I got... Uh, a substantial, not a substantial, but I have more money on that than any other game on the card. I like, I like Virginia Tech. To yes, I like that too. It op- like Virginia Tech opened as dogs, and I was hoping, hoping that was going to be the case. But now it's that pick. You can't really take that for Dart Me Dog. But you're exactly right with the handicap. I believe part of your angle in that it's Enter Sandman, the team that I mean, Notre Dame can we say has gotten lucky right now with their games. In winning, now they're going to go into a hostile environment, enter Sandman night. Like, enter Sandman at the beginning of the season kind of, like, went viral on the Twitter sphere with what they, they put up. And that was, like, a day game. Now that's at night with Notre Dame coming to town and Clemson's bad, so you could be, like, hoping still for, like, an ACC division. I like that pick. I like that pick. That's what, I got, on, that's what I got on my card. Teams. What's that, girl? So Notre Dame likes to beat bad teams. So that, as the Notre Dame guy, this you're, game. You're just not a Notre Dame guy. You're not a legit Notre Dame guy. I love Brian Skelly. Uh, <laughs> they've been doing great work over there. They get to the national championship all the time. They don't win it, but they get there. I mean, they get blown out when they get there, but still there. Virginia Tech's and, a bad team. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah, they're a bad team. Anybody in the ACC right now, bad team. Really? really? Lump together. Yeah, I mean, they have no anything going right now. I mean, your other... They have Enders and men going. Yeah, it's sweet. Good for you guys. Like, Virginia, Virginia Tech, they're both just whatever, who cares, in my opinion, that type of team where you never know what you're going to get from either of them. And then, yeah, the ACC is just so bad this year, so bad. So they're hard to really tell who's actually good and who's not. All right, I had, I put Notre Dame in your card then, Growl. Pick them. Yeah, I'll I'll, I'll be taking that. Just right. Brian Skelly. Okay. The other one, it Red River rivalry happened this weekend. Red River, see, 
it's a tongue twister for me. Red River. Red River rivalry. Um, Texas, Oklahoma. Lyle Nuke, oh, his pick on that game. He's doing Texas plus three and a half. Um, I just have just a big rivalry game, so I don't have much on it other than that. Other big game I had written down was Arkansas Ole Miss. They both got bodied last week. Ole Miss is minus five and a half. I'm not touching that at this moment in time. We'll see yeah, you later. And then uh, other one I had is Boise State BYU. We have a B- we have a BYU pick from BJ. They're ranked ten. They've actually beat four Pac-12 teams now. So they have that going for them. Like, honestly, you could say that BYU as an undefeated not group of five team or non-Power 5 school has had a better resume than Cincinnati, but Cincinnati's ranked higher because they're, they are preseason ranked higher. But BYU has definitely looked better and had a tougher schedule at this point in time. And then I'm going to be on Georgia, BYU's group on Auburn. That's another big game I've written down. So that's the card uh, for now and a little bit of a preview. Um, I guess you could say Nebraska, Michigan's kind of a big game, but other than that, not not much else that I have, or not anything else I have, I should say. And that brings us to the NFL preview. NFL preview. Um, let's pull up the board, gentlemen. Pull up the board. Last week, oh the the. the Sorry, the Rams-Seahawks game just went final. Yep, I was um, Rams in that. Yeah, I know, Luke, you were kind of leaning Rams, too. Um, I, I guess I mean, didn't really go out how Ty, we kind of predicted it, but... Ty, I would just say that, yes, I was leaning Rams. If Russell Wilson doesn't go out of that game, I'm not... Well, you know, I mean, you know, went down and threw a pick, but... Like, Mm-hmm. At the end, but like he also went down and drove for a touchdown too. So I mean, I don't know. I if Russell Wilson's in that game, maybe it ends up different. But yeah, I I liked the Rams. I didn't wager on them. I was talking for our big money league, uh, maybe taking them. But I'm not. I wasn't like sold on them. I just thought they'd probably come back and be better than they were last week because they were horrid last week. Yes, yes, they were. Uh, I I got I got smoked by the Rams. I loved the Rams. I touted them on the podcast. That I was going to be on the Rams. I thought they were ready for the moment. Um, shows it turns out that maybe they aren't as good as they showed weeks one through three, as they did have some struggles in this game early as well. But they ended up getting the job done. Um, I know my last two weeks I had a Thursday night survivor pick. Not tonight. Not tonight. I didn't do survivor. So, um, other games. I had the board pulled up. I fired in on a couple, actually four. Um, first game I have on my personal card is Giants plus seven. I wish I would have got seven and a half earlier, but I was a coward and didn't fire right away. But Giants on the road plus seven against the Cowboys. Cowboys look good. But Dan Jones on the road, or Dan Jones ATS on the road is 11 and four. At seventy three percent, and he's ten and two ATS in the road dog. That's eighty three percent. So I'm just being a trends guy, kinda, but also maybe a sort of a sell high in the Cowboys. But then again, I have to ask you guys: Are the Cowboys for real? Are they for real? Cowboys are for real. They honestly, before uh, Prescott went down with that injury, that offense was clicking. 
And, I mean, their defense was terrible. That was the problem with that group. And it kind of seems like they're just going right where they left off. The offense is scoring 30 points a game. And their defense is getting a couple turnovers, which when your offense scores 30 points a game, that's really all you need is to get a couple turnovers. And hopefully you can outlast the team. And I think their downfalls could be Mike McCarthy doing something at some point. That's going to lose game. I think the Cowboys are for real as in they're going to win the division. But I don't, I don't see them making a run in the playoffs really right now. But I mean, I think they're for real. Like they're a good team, but I just don't see them as a Super Bowl contender. Do you see the Packers as a Super Bowl contender? Hmm? Do you see the Packers as a Super Bowl contender? I don't want to make a statement on that just yet. I'm just asking that. Would, that would bring a little. <laughs> Rodgers as your quarterback, you are a Super Bowl contender. Yeah, like, he's good just, enough. That he could drag that team, even without the defense. He might just be throwing the ball 50 times a game now. And yeah, I'll go, off, I'll go off a girl and say that with Aaron Rodgers. They're, they're always going to have a chance. You have yeah. Jordan Love on this team. They might win no more games for the rest of the year. They have a tough schedule. Look at it that way. I think if you play Jordan Love, they go over in their next 13. (laughs) (laughs) I would just say say personally, I think the Packers are kind of like in the same boat as the Cowboys. I kind of put them in that same tier. I think a Packers-Cowboys game in the playoffs would be a good football game. Right, they have similar divisions. There's no one else really besides, at least the way it looks right now. The, I mean, football team, they but they won the division last year, basically because the Cowboys' Dak Prescott got hurt. But like to put that in perspective, to put that in perspective, what I was saying before, I would just say I think the Buccaneers, the Rams, and maybe the Cardinals, maybe right. Are in that like first tier if you want to do it, and I'd put like the Packers and the Cowboys, and you know maybe the maybe the Niners in that second tier if you want to put in tiers. I don't even know if I'd put the Niners in there, but like that's kind of. I would just say the Packers and the Cowboys. I think are very similar. Right. No, fair enough. I don't even know with the Packers yet. They haven't played any of those teams that we would consider. To be the top tier. Well, they played the Niners, so they beat they look you know they beat the yeah. Niners, and then they got blown up by the Saints. So I don't I don't know who the Packers are at this point. Correct. Saints. Just looking at the cards right now. Uh, the over set at forty three and a half right now against the Washington Football Team. So I will mm-hmm. be taking that because. Washington's defense has been atrocious this year. Yes, they have. (laughs) Yeah, they have. 43 and a half. Like, I have a feeling that this game is going to be a 21-20. It's going to be a gross game for sure, but it's going to be – I don't see how they don't get to 43 and a half. I just – the Washington football team is going to give up 
two big plays at least. And the Saints defense also likes to give up big plays. So I just see they're going to at least get to that 43 and a half. Well, and to your point, Taylor Heineke slings the freaking rock. And yes. the Saints get exposed in their secondary, not through, not on the ground. They're not to mention he's mobile. He, yeah, he's mo- he actually ran a little bit last week. And then, um, yeah, the Saints, like, the, the Washington defense has been horrid, and they were supposed to be good. I kind of like that. Yeah, I, I can see that for sure. 43 seems pretty low. So there's a high possibility of them just throwing terrible picks in their own half of the field. Like, I can see Jameis having – he really hasn't thrown that many picks this year, which is crazy for him. He doesn't so, throw the football. Yeah, mm-hmm. it's true. They limit that. So, but, but dude, the Saints, I don't understand the Saints. Um, they're like, why are they running? They're, they're running the ball with Elvin Kamara like 20 times a game. And I just don't get it. It's just not, I, he should be catching the ball out of the backfield. Yes. Is what I, right. They're, they're like, they're like using him as a conventional running back. It's just not who he is. And they just do dumb stuff. I don't yeah, they gotta the let Jamie sling the ball. Let them sling that, it and then dump it off the freaking Kamara. That's what. That's where the. That's where they get into problems because who's he gonna slant to? They don't have a real receiver right now. Like, they need Michael Thomas in a bad way. Right. That's and that would be my only worry is like who's he gonna sling it to? And then when you get in the red zone, then you bring in Taysom Hill. It, it's it's weird, man. It's weird with the Saints. But, I just, dude, stop running Kamara. That he's gonna get hurt. There's a chance for that. Alvin Kamara is going to get hurt. You can't. He he's never ran the ball like twenty times a game ever. You can't do that. Oh, he hasn't. Because like they actually did a pretty decent like sixty forty split with when they had Latavius Murray. You're right. They had Murray, and they'd give Murray like twelve carries a game, and then they would dump it off to Kamara like six or seven times, and it worked out great. But now we got they turned into this offense where they're throwing the ball like twenty times a game and giving it to Kamara like twenty times. Yep. Dumb. Yep. But yeah, I, I actually kind of like. I, I don't mind the over, or at least teasing that too. Moving on to my second game on my card. Now this is kind of, I think, kind of square, but I'm gonna take the Titans minus four and a half off that loss to the Jets. Now Julio is questionable still. AJ Brown is definitely out. We saw the Titans struggle. And didn't have those weapons. But I just know that Rabel is 100% against the spread after an upset loss. So that's the situation we're in now. Um, and with all the shenanigans and shit happening in Jacksonville, I mean, it's tough. I mean, it's tough with what's happening there. Uh, you could see that going the opposite way, and maybe it's firing up the team like this is a – or it could be like – this is the end for Urban Meyer, and like this is an absolute joke. Or you can be like, let's just rally, rally behind the fact that he's a joke. Let's just go out there and just say fuck it. But I'm on the Titans minus four and a half. I, you know, I love Henry, obviously, to to pound the rock there. Because another thing too is the Jaguars have a have a lot of rest coming up to this game too. So that's yeah. the other angle you could say. Well, the Jaguars are breaking down their huddle by saying grind. I don't know if you guys saw that video. I think they're elsewhere this week. 
grind. <laughs> yeah. Like, they really <laughs> like Urban Meyer very much. And I think it's just going to be a gong show for them. And they're just, uh, this is not good for Trevor Lawrence because he's one of those, you know, he's going to try and be the franchise, do the right thing all the time, that type of guy. And this is just going to be a disaster of a week for them, I think. But I'm going to ride with Ty probably heavily. <laughs> Let's roll, girl. Let's roll. I'll be on the Titans as well. All right, PJ. Lock me I in, too. I think the Jags are just... Stick a fork in them. They're done. <laughs> they did look spunky against the fucking uh, Bengals. But, like I said, this could be square and we could get burned. But I just don't see it. Um, moving on, kind of like, I don't know, maybe I should pivot it to this after our Packers talk. But I'm taking the Bengals plus three. Home against the Packers. Um, like the number seems like it shouldn't be just three, which makes me think like I want to lean the Bengals here. It seems like the pros are back in the Bengals here. Uh, Jair Alexander out for the Packers, I think is huge. And the fact that we mentioned before that Ben missed some touchdown throws, like walk-in scores if he just hits the guy in stride, but he missed those throws. Now you have Kevin King and Stokes against the Bengals wide receivers with Chase Boyd and uh, Higgins. So that's my lean on this game. Look, the Lions were leading the Packers to the half. We touched on the Saints kicking the shit of the Packers. Um, and then the Steelers game. So the Packers have covered their 3-1 ATS, but some of those games, it's just like if if one thing goes the other way, or, or something doesn't happen, it seems like they could be in trouble. So that's my thought behind that pick. I like that pick. I I like that pick, and I almost am probably going to fire on Bengals plus 130. The money line. It just feels like a gross week for the Packers. I don't know why. It just feels gross. Going into Cincy, no one really knows that the Bengals, what they are. I don't Packers know. have a lot of injuries right now, especially feels, their top guys on their team. It feels gross, and it feels like a game where we look back after we win the division, we look back late in the year in the playoffs, and we're like, hey, remember that shitty game we had on the road versus Cincy that didn't mean anything? I don't know. It just feels like a gross game. And the line's three. Why is the line three? <laughs> yeah. Because, because they anticipate this game's going to be close. I'm going to be on the Packers probably because – I don't blame you, girl. I don't. I don't think the Bengals are real at all. I think people kind of forgot how bad Big Ben was, and he played extraordinarily bad. Like you thought he was bad against the Packers, he was so bad against the Bengals. Right. And right. They still only won that game by like, two scores, and like Big Ben couldn't do anything. And then, I would right. just say, I would just say, girl, like to kind of play devil's advocate, that I don't think the Bengals are great, but I think they're going to put up points in this game. Like, I just, I don't see Joe Burrow making enough throws. I know he's going to be, he's going to be good, but I think he just gets a lot of hype because I think he's good. I think he's real. Well, uh, 
I think it's way too early to say that. He he doesn't suck like most rookie quarterbacks do. Like I'll still kind of count him as a rookie. I mean, he did play what like eight games or something before he. But like, he's coming off that injury. He he yeah. played the uh, Vikings early, and it was one of those games, like we said, where you don't know what you're going to get with Kirk Cousins, and he sucked that game. So that game was close, and they probably didn't even deserve to win that game, if we're being honest. I'm just thinking Tyler Boyd, Jamar Chase, D. Higgins. I think they're... Yeah, I don't think Higgins... Higgins, Higgins is can, questionable right now. He can get... I'm just he saying like, he can week. legit get those guys the ball. Like, yeah. he's capable of throwing passes to Jamar Chase. Yeah, Jamar he, Chase is really good. <laughs> like, yes, that that's where my angle is. And, and with plus, Jair out, he's plus, capable like, of getting them the football. Where Ben's not capable of getting the football to anyone. I still think Aaron Rodgers is just gonna outclass every way. Yep. He's, gonna, you know, he's gonna draw him off sides at least twice, maybe three times, and have free shots down the field to Devontae. <laughs> Because that's just what type of team the Bengals are. Like, they're going to jump off sides on hard counts. They're going to bust the coverage. And you can't do that against Aaron Rodgers. You can't just let someone run free. Because I don't care who it is. He's going to hit them. Yeah. I don't disagree with you at all, girl. I don't really have a reasoning behind this other than I just think this game, when when it all comes down to, like, the end of the year, this game means nothing. And it just seems like one of those games where the Packers look like vomit and then they come back and they look fine. But it's also the Packers. We get a lot of dumb luck where I have a feeling Zach Taylor is just going to do something boneheaded. Yes, like, that. like his timeout thing that he did on Thursday night game where it was just horrible clock management and just like the dumbest thing you've seen. And I just have a feeling he's going to try and He's going to try and do something stupid like a double reverse pass and it's just going to get picked off and it's going to <laughs> like, he's going to try and do something stupid. Yeah. He's See, that's where, yes. That, that's where I'm at with, with Grawl. He mentioned Rogers. It's like, is Rogers really going to, that's where, that's where my thought behind it would be taking the other side. It's like, it's Aaron Rodgers against the Bengals three points. Like that's why that's is it the, three? That's the other side of it, right? Right. Is it probably going to end up like thirty-one twenty-eight? Yeah, the over is huge. The over is also, fifty. Also fifty plus. I don't know how big it is, but Mixon is most likely out. I know they show them week to week with his um, ankle. Um, so you're probably going to see some AJP Ryan. I don't know how much that plays into a factor. Um, Mixon is the number one there. running back in the NFL right now. I think it'll be a huge factor if he doesn't play. Um. Yeah. I mean, sometimes I look at scheme more. Most of the time, I look at schemes more than anything. Correct. They, Correct. But I don't. I don't always buy into the narrative. But like, it would be. It would be nice. Like, it'd be huge for the Bengals to have Mixon in. I just. I look at schemes more than anything. I mean, so with, I mean, with Mixon, it makes it tougher with having the pass the pass game and the run game, but. The Bengals receivers just scare me, especially if Jair's out, which he's going to be. 
Well, they're talking about him being out for the whole year. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, he's, well, he's, he's in trouble. He's for sure out this week. It's just if he has to have surgery or not. But. Let's put it this way with running backs. Let's just say Aaron Jones was out of this game. It still wouldn't change my view of the game. Correct. It takes a lot with a running back. Like a running back like, is just so scheme dependent and blocking dependent that like if you have if you have a team that yes. blocks well and they get the rock, they're gonna do pretty similar things to the guy that was the stud per se. Yes, yeah, you can, have put in, you can put in the backup running back, they can do the exact same thing, but you put in like you're missing your star receiver and it makes a much bigger difference. Bengals with the exception their way though. The running backs. Huh? Girl, sorry. Bengals, Bengals have had a lot go their way. Where, you know, if one thing doesn't go their way, like they were in a game with the Jacksonville Jaguars who stink. And they were, mm-hmm. there was a while there where it was looking like they were going to lose the game to a really bad Jacksonville Jaguar team. And that's because they didn't get everything going their way. And the Jaguars, who aren't that great on defense, were able to pressure. Burrow a little bit, and then obviously, I mean, they still end up losing because they suck, but if things go their way, I mean, they were in a dogfight. Yes, they were. And you mentioned the pressure, which is another angle where I don't see the Packers bringing pressure, but yes, you're right. The Bengals did have stuff go their way. And they should have got blown out by the Bears, but they were gifted some some interceptions um, there too against the Bears as well. Yep. And then we mentioned the Big Ben game too, so that they had against the Steelers. But what I'm else on, you got Ty. Yeah, next one on my card is Chargers minus two and a half. Now this is where I bring up my other question here, guys. Are the Chargers legit? Yes. Herbert's Chargers. legit. Chargers are a good team. Very legit. Yeah. Okay. Okay, because that was because they just blew out the Raiders on Monday night. I had the Chargers there too. I like that because I think the chart the Raiders got away with some things. Like Grawl thinks the Bengals have gotten away with some things. So I'm going back to Chargers here. Um, it just recently came out that Baker is playing with a partially torn labrum. Um, I think that plays a little bit of a factor here. Now I know the Browns should be able to run the ball easily against this Chargers team. The Browns' defense is legit. They've held the Vikings to seven points, and they just then they held the Bears to like sixty yards of offense or whatever it was. Um, they should be able to run, but I'm just going to back the better quarterback at home, laying less than a field goal. That was my thought process behind this. So I'm hoping you know you come out, you jump ahead right away, you force maybe the Browns to throw a little bit. Um, clearly, the the chemistry or whatever between Baker and OBJ is not there, and plus Baker's torn labrum, partially torn labrum. So if you jump out ahead, force him to throw the ball a little bit, and you get um, Bosa uh, chasing Baker around too, I feel like it can work out well for the Chargers. Um, so I'm laying the Chargers minus two and a half. Better quarterback at home, laying less than a field goal. Only thing that scares me is. I don't think the Chargers have that great of inside linebackers. Right. Like I think Tranquil's one of them. Notre Dame guy. Uh, but, yeah, that guy, I don't see him being able to match up with Hunt or 
Chubb at all. Like they may, even in the passing game, just try and get Hunt on the outside one-on-one with Drew Tranquil. And I think that's something that a good coach would expose. But you never know. The Browns like to Brown. And they like to do dumb shit. And I think that, I mean, Staley for the Chargers has been impressive. He's been ballsy. He goes for it a lot. Mm-hmm. Um, like at times where our like key moments, he's got the balls to go for it. So I kind of like what you're saying, going with the Chargers there, just based off of the fact that their coach plays to win the game. And a lot of coaches don't do that. Thank you. Thank you, MPG. Anybody else have some games we want to get into? Or there's I can go into what I'm thinking on my next pick. We also have the Rhino-themed teaser on deck. I, can I, w- go. I would just say, like, I, betting the NFL is just vomit. It's hard. It's not um, easy. I just don't think that you... <laughs> I don't think you can consistently win that in the NFL. I really just don't think that you can because it's. Well, that's why. Yeah. I I heard a I heard um. I heard someone put it in perspective. It was like, all right, take the top four teams in the NFL, whoever you think the top four teams are, and then take them four teams, and then remove them, so you just have the middle teams. And now all of those teams are like within a field goal, right? I mean, if you take out the four terrible teams and you take out the four best teams and you have like this, the middle of the pack there, they're all like within a field goal of each other. There's no, there's no crazy separation between the best teams and the worst teams other than like, again, like I said, the horrible teams. Right. Um, For instance, like if I take out the bottom four, um and i get to like the giants right and then you take out the top four and you get to like the browns or the packers the the giants and the browns or the packers like yeah the the browns or the packers are are better but it's not crazy um yeah so it's really hard to bet is my point like the middle of the pack teams are so hard to bet because yeah it's tough it's tough that being said, when I look at the board, I just like a lot of the uh, smaller dogs in, like, I would not be afraid to lay, like, Jets' money line plus 130. It's in London. The Jets have had a decent defense. They're coming off a big win. The Falcons have Matt Ryan. I hate their offense. Plus 130. Um, teams like the Eagles – are plus three on the road, like plus 140 against the Panthers. I don't know who's good in that game. I don't know who's who. I would just rather take the plus 140, being that I think they're just, I don't know who's who. Getting all the benefits. <laughs> Sorry. Um, and then what was a, like a couple more, obviously like the Bengals I mentioned, and then mm-hmm. like maybe the Browns. I don't know if I love the, the Browns out of those uh, picks. Another one that kind of stood out to me as maybe like a bit more of an upset would be the Niners plus 180 money line against the Cardinals. It just yeah. the Cardinals have to <laughs> yes. they have to have a letdown spot eventually. 
Right. Are we exactly, Luke? I was just gonna say, are the Cardinals really the best team in NFL in the NFL right now? Are they really the best team? No, they're gonna have a letdown. I just, they are. I don't right. know if it'll be this week. Kind of think. Kind of reminds me of the uh, Broncos game last week. How they were just due for that letdown game, and they had it big time. Like this is yeah. just what happens. As soon as you think you have the NFL figured out. Boom, Cardinals come out and lay a fucking egg. Yes, the Cardinals The Cardinals are the best team. Like, just look at the games. Look at the games that the Cardinals have played. They played shitty against the Jaguars. They had no business covering that game. They should have lost the Vikings. Vikings missed a field goal. Now, they looked very good against the Rams, so that's the other part. But are they really... That, yeah, but that, that was like a that was that was almost like a Rams letdown, dude. Mm-hmm. You know, like mm-hmm. the Rams look really good. Here they come out; they look like shit. Uh, the Niners all of a sudden have like got blown back into this team that no one thinks is good anymore. But they were highly touted coming into the year. Yep. I don't think they're that bad. Uh, the mm-hmm. last one that I kind of saw was the Bills, plus 125 against the Chiefs. Um, no yes, reasoning. But. Yeah. Yeah. I guess the public perception would tell you that the Bills have like looked like a more complete team. Uh, Kansas City hasn't been... I mean, they lost two games already. Kansas City's um, been puke. Like, Patrick Mahomes has been good. Yeah. Kansas City's been vomit. Their defense is terrible, and the Bills' offense is awesome. <laughs> Yes. Luke, you mentioned, I got to get back to it. You mentioned you like the Falcons. That's the oh, whole the note. Oh, yes, the Jets. Fa- Falcons, Jets, yes. That's the hold your nose, I believe. And it's just. Oh, like, it is. That's, ooh, that smell. Ooh, that smell. I, it's I, gross. <laughs> I fucked up the fucking drop there, but. I mean, it, it's gross. And it's happening in London. It's in the morning. You place your bet on this game. It's just like, don't even bother waking up to watch the fucking thing. Holy yeah, shit. I will be placing my bet at this game probably around like 2.30 in the morning. On, uh, is it Sunday morning? So, mm-hmm. and I'll wake up long after that game. Actually, no, I'll probably wake up before it and then fall asleep during it. <laughs> Listen, it's not going to be good. We always get the worst teams over to. That's the hold your nose pick. I know yeah. Mad Max had hold your nose last week. I forgot what it was. I don't know if he hit it. See, it's bad hosting on my part, but I forgot what it was. Um, then other thoughts I was thinking before I get into the Rhino theme teaser. Unless BJ, you have any picks you want to get into? Anything? I can get right into it then. AJ's muted. <laughs> For good reason. A lot, my, a lot of my picks we already covered. Um, on like the Titans at the Jags. Um, mm-hmm. On a lot of, I I seem to I've realized that I seem to um, I like to take heavy dogs a lot, just because many games in the NFL they're always close. So I tend to go towards heavy dogs a lot. Mainly just because I don't really know 
Like I don't know who to take in a lot of NFL games, especially if they're close. It's kind of a toss up. Yeah. In my eyes. So just go to the heavy dogs. I'm on the Texans, home against the Patriots. They're nine and a half point dogs. Um I like the Lions at the Vikings, mainly it's because they're going to be biting kneecaps all game. This at now at 10, correct? Mm-hmm. But, yeah, yeah. I, I know. I mean, BJ. I like where your head's at, BJ. I, I, that's literally what I was kind of getting at before is I just, you don't know who's who. The, the, yeah. the Lions are getting 10 against the Vikings. Yeah. Are the Vikings good? I don't know. Yeah, who, I, exactly. I don't know. I know this line was at, it was not at 10 originally. It was, it just definitely got pushed up to nine because it was around that eight and a half range to get it down to a teaser under a field goal. But now it's out of that range, you know? Yeah, because I'm looking at them on our CBS Sports app where we have our um, pick them mm-hmm. competition. And it says the Vikings are only seven and a half on there. Right. So definitely people came in on the Vikings, which, you know, at seven and a half, I could see that because Zimmer after a loss is 32 and 14 ATS or 32 and 15 ATS. So that's that tidbit, but now it's at 10. So I don't know where I'll be going on that game. That could be my survivor. I also, you also like the Texans. That could have been, that was another one I was considering with the survivor with going to the Patriots, but I'm kind of at a loss, too, on who I'm going to go with Survivor. I mean, uh, puke, Ty. If you're going with the Vikings for Survivor, that just feels puke to me. Yeah, but then you can go. Then, I know then, see, I had originally had locked in the Patriots and kind of second-guessed myself because um, and I don't give a shit about giving away, like, Survivor picks or anything like that because it's nothing big at all, but. Like a rookie quarterback on the road. I know Davis Mills looks like shit, but now this is rookie quarterback on the road. Maybe a letdown after that Buccaneers. Like that was kind of their Super Bowl. They like they like played their asses off. Like maybe a letdown after that. Now you got a rookie quarterback going on the road. But Mac Jones has not really looked terrible, and Davis Mills has looked terrible. But you know you could see the the scripts flip. That would be awesome. Often seen in the NFL. Like we just said, we don't really know. It's so hard. It's so hard. Yeah, I mean, Survivor will be interesting this week because it just feels like Survivor, you know, like everyone looks at the spreads and yada, 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 but and then it's, a lot of times there's a one big upset, and that's what that was, kills Survivors. Exactly. No, that was the Titans, which is big. That yeah, I big. mean, it was big. I, I think we talked about it, Ty. There were people that were on the Jets for whatever reason. Mm-hmm. We did not. We did. We didn't have the balls to go that route. But obviously, uh, sharps were hammering yeah. the Jets. Yes. Yes. It, it turns out that Titans defense is terrible, and that the Julio and AJ being out did play some sort of a factor. It seems. But, yeah, that's the survivor there. I don't know what, where to go. Um, BJ, thanks for your card. Um, should I get into the theme teaser then for Rhino? It is three and one. I guess I can get into it. I was thinking about laying a teaser. I usually do lay a teaser. 
Now that the Vikings are up over 10, I'm not sure where I'm going to go. But that being said, I can get right into Ryan's teaser as soon as I pull it up here. Um, this theme teaser is called I'm a B. Now, the thinking behind this is picking all teams' mascots start with a B. So, plus 10 on this teaser. So, three teams are coming. First up, we have the Buccaneers. They are against the Texans. The Bears. Plus fifteen and a half. Visiting Las Vegas, and then the Bills. Plus thirteen. Sunday night football. Visiting Kansas City. That is the I'm a B. Ryan <laughs> Just let it marinate. So, um, oh, I, I gotta get to the It's Fergie Fur. Okay, so that is the uh, theme teaser for, for Rhino. I'm, I'm riding that, I'm riding that shit. It's three and one. Um, you, you just, you just put it in. So. okay so yeah with these yeah with that theme teaser i mean these are minus 130 by the way three and one minus 130 i think you believe it's cash 75 percent so we're at that 75 percent mark i think or 70 percent i don't know the numbers behind that but i'm definitely gonna be on that thank you ryan for sending that teaser um still participating in the pod without being on the pod so Anything else, boys, in the look ahead here? I don't think so. I think we got her all wrapped up. All right. Sounds good. Sounds good. Um, my closing thought, boys, BJ, Liveline, have fun at AmFam, formerly known as Miller. I'm going to say let's go Brewers, Liveline, of course, your Braves. Be safe out there, boys. Be safe out there. It's going to be a fun series. I appreciate that, Ty. I got Braves <laughs> in four. I got Braves in four. You heard it here first. Braves in five. I would also, uh, if I had the chance to lay down wagers, I would go Braves in four. Braves in four and Brewers in five. Uh, I think those are the two most likely outcomes, I would just say. Probably won't actually happen. Be something stupid, uh, but that just seems like it would be what it'd be. Yeah, it's gonna be fun. Hopefully, I can uh, connect with BJ and we can uh, throw some mountains back, even though they're <laughs> different, different variety. All right, sounds good. Sounds good. Raw, you got anything for us? Nope, not a whole lot. Go Brewers, beat the Braves. That's pretty much how how we can end this. That should have been their slogan. Not, <laughs> not Claza. <laughs> We're not even going to get into that. We're not going to get into that. We you, need to Brewers, be you can pay me $500 a month, and I will come up with better slogans than Claza.
500 dollars a month. It came from the players. Jesus Christ, man. Let's get get Bethany Pound Bob to the NLCS again. Holy shit. All right. I think we're done here. I think we are done here. There's medications travel. Peace out, Acker Nation. We are done. Later, boys. I'm gonna be, I'm gonna be.